thunderously inside the man's head. So much power, so much pain, the thought drove him into a frenzy. Several minutes passed before realisation dawned. He recoiled in horror, staring with disbelief at the bruised and swelling flesh, the blank and lifeless eyes. Then a violent trembling began to rack his pale, heavy frame. The camera lens, hidden among the ingenious folds of the tented ceiling, caught the sick, desperate panic in the killer's ashen face. Chapter 1 1987 Out of the corner of her eye, Anthea James could see the floor manager giving her the wind-up signal, and with skilful ease, she brought the discussion to an end. And that's where we have to leave the female factor for today. Many thanks to our two very interesting guests. Here Anthea smiled at the two women sitting on either side of her. One was a plump, curly-haired, best-selling novelist, the other an imposingly elegant member of the bar. And of course, thank you too to our studio audience for their very stimulating questions. This time the smile broadened to include the packed tiers of seats that filled the darkness behind the cameras. Then the full force of the James' warmth and sincerity was directed at camera two. To all of you at home, thanks for being with us. I hope you'll join us next week when the female factor will be looking at the question of surrogate motherhood with two more special guests. For a further ten seconds, as the credits began to roll, the studio audience applauded with enthusiasm. Then, at last, the show was over. Shaped along the lines of the Donahue program in the States, the Female Factor presented a forum for women of all backgrounds to discuss the relevant issues of the day. The program had been a hit from the start and had made Anthea James a household name. Now, after two years as the show's presenter, Anthea still felt the incredible surge of adrenaline that came with the completion of another successful program. The challenge to improve was always there, and challenges had never frightened Anthea James. At 39, Anthea James was a major success story. To her large and devoted female audience, she had it all. Looks, fame, wealth, success. In the eyes of her adoring fans, Anthea could do no wrong. She was the woman they most admired, respected, dreamt of being. Now, as the audience of excited, chattering women began to file out of the darkened studio, Anthea stood up. As always, she knew better than to waste an opportunity where her public image was concerned. With no appearance of haste, she smoothly divested herself of her guests, promising to rejoin them soon in the network's VIP room. As she picked her way across the cable-littered studio floor, Anthea stopped and chatted with the departing audience those ordinary Australian women whose lives contrasted so drably with her own. It cost her nothing, and in the end could be so worthwhile. The effect of Anthea's presence on her admirers was electrifying. That a woman as important, as successful, as frantically busy as Anthea James could spare a moment to listen, to laugh, to sympathise with them, made them glow with pleasure and self-importance. Their eager eyes fed hungrily on the image she presented. The gleaming red-gold hair, the expensive, understated clothes and jewellery, the full, perfect figure. 
To the women clustered round her, Anthea James exuded the confidence and ease of a woman who has never known rejection. Yet there was no resentment of their idol's glamour and good fortune. For, in some mysterious way, Anthea James was able to make them feel that she understood, that she knew what it might feel like to live in one of Sydney's dreary satellite suburbs with too many children and not enough money. What they felt for Anthea was love. Love for her compassion and concern, for her understanding of their problems, and for the escape she offered from their humdrum lives. Through her weekly newspaper column, her radio phone-in program and her television show, Anthea James reached out to each and every one of them. She gave them hope. It wasn't until 30 minutes later, suitable quantities of the James brand of charm and sincerity having been dispensed to